Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. Seated across the table from me is a guy who, in the flashback of this podcast, was my dad, Mike Staub. And across the table from me, he who was back with a reckoning. Part two, Jordan Hugh. Thank you. I don't even think this is the first time I've referred to you as my dad. I know. It's more, more like more the second once. or third. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're back here this oh, week good. discussing Robin's reckoning again. Again. Because it's a two-parter. A reckoning again again. And uh, it, for people who have been following the podcast for a bit, I always get the part two of the two-parter, I yes, think. Yes, it seems that way. I think that uh, is all, all the time. Across the board. Now, I want to say this much. <laughs> when when you have Robin's Reckoning, yes. and then Robin's Reckoning part two, is that Robin's re-reckoning, or is it Robin's Reckoning Reckoning? It's the... Re-reckoning. Re-reckoning. Yeah. Re-reckoning. It's the re-reckoning. Yeah, Robin's re-reckoning. Robin's re-reckoning. That makes sense to me. Robin's reckonings. Robin's reckonings reckoning. So this is Robin's reckoning squared. Yes. I get it. R2, R2. Because a reckoning refers to something kind of like happening again to a degree. It's a it's a revenge thing. And when you do it twice. It's not the best name for the episode. No, no. I don't think Robin's reckoning part two fits that well. I'm not really sure really what kind of reckoning tongue. he's receiving. I don't think he's receiving anything, is he? Is or is he, he giving, giving the reckoning? Is he giving the reckoning? I think. He doesn't I think really give much of I a reckoning either. I think it's Tony either. Zuko who gets the reckoning. Ooh, Grease Lightning! <laughs> Tony Zuko. Hey, McFly! Hey, McFly! <laughs> Anyone home? Anyone oh home, McFly? Uh, I have to lead with this for Robin's Reckoning Part 2. These fucking assholes in broadcast did this again. So, listen... Robin's Reckoning Part 1 was Broadcast Order 51. Yes, that makes sense. So what would make sense to you for Robin's Reckoning Part 2? What broadcast order um, should that be? I would like to say 52. It's not. It's not, is it's it? It's not, no. It, what is it? It's 53. That's stupid. What's 52? 50, Birds of a Feather, which is well, a penguin episode. Which, you know, it kind of fits with the bird theme. <laughs> I guess so, but like... Imagine being a fucking little kid again. Know, they I did know. this to us. They did this. You're a little kid and you're like, you watched Robin's Reckoning Part 1. If you had good taste as a little kid, you're like one of the best episodes I've ever seen. I can't wait to see how this resolves. You race home to get home in time for the Batman the Animated Series and it's a Penguin episode. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Birds of a feather. I, 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 the only justification... Why do they do that? The only justification I could have for this, and I could be way, way off... But they could have, by this point, by the time we get to like episode 50, they would have at least some degree of sample size of their audiences based on how long the show's been running. Because if it's 53, then it's been running for like 51, then it's been running for like 10 weeks. It's been running a long time. So 10 weeks, right? At episode 51. So you'd have some metadata that you could look at and say, okay, we know which days are more popular. So maybe they knew outright that... Because maybe maybe they had to do, all right, listen, we know everyone's watching on Monday, and okay. we know everyone's watching on Wednesday. Tuesday, Thursday are a little weak. So maybe instead of putting Robin's Reckoning on Tuesday, we'll do Monday, Wednesday. Maybe. I don't know that they are thinking that hard about it. No, probably not. They're probably I don't like, think ah. that they're strategizing that way. I think they're just like, ah, put part two on Thursday. Well, maybe, maybe they thought Robin wouldn't test well. 
And they were like, wow. uh, maybe we need a full Batman yeah. episode in between. Partially right. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I'm grasping at straws here. And Birds of no Feather is not even that good an episode. No, it's, it's not. It's fine. And, and I'm just grasping at straws to try to maybe explain <laughs> a little bit of it. giving them too much credit. Yeah, I'm giving them way too much credit. I think they were just like, eh, yeah, part one and two split them. <laughs> right. Uh, well, needless to say, we are today covering season one, episode 33. Ooh, baby. Which is Robin's Reckoning part two. Last week we covered... Uh, Part one, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Mike did a wonderful job taking us through that. Um, you know, when we do these two-parters, unless there's something really wild that happens in the second part, there's not a lot in terms of, like, new topics to discuss. No. So there's a lot of following up that we're doing. Also, this episode, like we saw with, I believe, Cat and Claw Part 2, this episode spends a lot of time with Recap. Like, there's a, a couple yeah, of Yeah, there's a lengthy recap. recap at the top of the episode. Yeah. Um, so, as a result, the actual episode part is a little bit yeah. shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a really amazing episode, so that's, yes. that's okay. This, is, this might be the best of the two-parters so far. So, I was actually just going to say that. Even though I really enjoy Two-Face and Clayface, yeah. and these are both, like, probably circling the top 10 for me. Yeah. Um, I think Robin's Reckoning is actually better than both those episodes. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, you know, I, I think part of me actually sort of prefers the Clayface episodes. Yeah. If you yeah, play. Yeah. But Robin's Reckoning is just a better made show. Um, tangent. It looks like Clayface might be the villain in the Batman part two. Yeah, Did I we call that? Yeah. So <laughs> listeners, we have another podcast that we reference a lot. How about this? Yeah. Where we pitched a Clayface Batman and uh, it seems like they might do that now. They might do that. I don't know Those if it's, jerks. I don't know if it's going to be Big Muddy Clayface. It might be like the murderer Clayface. Right. Because Matt Reeves strikes me as a guy who's going for like some realism. Yeah. So you yeah. can't really do too much realism with Clayface. Unless you have a guy who wears a mask that transforms his face to look That's like That's not people. as good. No. We want not. a Big Mud Man. I want the Mud Man. The I mud came man. here for the Mud Man. We're all here for the Mud Man. Exactly. We'll see. But anyway, Robin's Reckoning. Robin's Reckoning. Uh, you know, I just thought... <sighs> In terms of initial thoughts, it's a very poetic episode, very worthy closer to a terrific part one. I think so. Um, This is not like a big dip in quality. This is not like where we had like in Two-Face where there's like six months between part one, part two. I know. Um, This is great. It just just literally immediately picks up where we left off and it's just great. Real solid episode right off the gate. And it's an episode that really attaches to the first one. It happens immediately afterward. We don't get that break. Like we see in Two Face, yeah. we don't get a break. Like we see in—I I don't think Cat and Claw has a break either. But like in Two Face, where there is time between Part One and Two, this is right on the heels. I mean, Batman had just left the, right. the uh, Batcave. Yeah, it's—it literally picks it right yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that this episode does have a little bit of longevity in terms of like its legacy mm-hmm. on Batman the animated yeah, yeah, series yeah. and also just Batman like lore. Um, because Batman Forever basically tries to recreate this episode. But using the Two Face character, which, which is just doesn't work. Bad. And they all, they also put the confrontation on like <laughs> on the Riddler's magical island, yeah. whatever the hell's going on in that yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. real bad. Yeah, um, massacre under the big top. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, it's... but yeah, they they basically took Robin's reckoning and the Two Face episodes and they kind of put them in a blender. I said I swooped in like a Robin. <sighs> yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah. And they try to do like all that together in Batman Forever, and some of it is okay. Most of it just doesn't work. Poor Chris O'Donnell. It's it's the Chris O'Donnell performance, but also I'm starting to realize, and I, I really I really lay this at the feet of Lauren Lester a lot, who's the Robin voice actor. But it's not really his fault. I think the character is just written to be very annoying. Yeah, yeah, and he is. I don't think the 
creators particularly care about older Robin because I don't know if unless you vehemently disagree, Mike. Young Robin, 10-year-old Robin is great. Yes, and he's great in this episode. Great in this episode. Yes. And then older Robin, you're like, ah, oh, this fucking guy's just, just Akira bike sliding all over the place. Yeah, well, I do want to talk about that when we get to that. <laughs> uh, I love that they threw that in there. Multiple times. And they do it once, like legit mm-hmm. do it once. And That's out on the dock. Out yeah. on the dock. Yeah. Now, that is something now, Spectrum didn't animate this episode like they did the first one this was one of the other teams but right they i think provided some of the outlines and the 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 layouts so spectrum spectrum which is a spinoff of tms which is the company that literally animated akira right uh makes sense that this is I, that this might be one of the first nods to the akira bike slide that, in, a, in, anything in anything that wasn't akira yeah in anything right. that wasn't akira because it's in everything now i mean it's a nope Right. Uh, Very prominently in Nova. Yeah, I actually pointed at the screen when it happened. I went, no! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in so many things. I think it's in like Adventure Time. It's in Nope. It's in a lot of anime now. I don't know if Cloud does it in Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it happens a lot because it's one of the most recognizable animation segments it's cool. Ever. Oh, and it's super cool. I'll say that, and also in part two here, that is all Robin does, yeah. is ride this bike Oh, around. yeah, he rides that really cool motorcycle. No, I mean, literally, that's all he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He rides his bike around, he confronts Tony Zuko, and the episode ends. Yeah, that's it. He, oh, it's, that's it. That's it. He has a moment where he might try to kill Tony Zuko, and then he doesn't. Yeah. Um, all right, a little bit of um, IMDb trivia. Um, this episode had very little of it. Just three items. One is a little confusing, and I think possibly inaccurate. It says that this episode is included as a bonus episode on Batman Under the Red Hood, which is okay. a Blu-ray from 2010. I think they meant to say that both parts of the episode are included on that. Yeah, right? I think so. They wouldn't have I just included so. part two. Yeah, that that would have been no real sense. weird. Yeah. Um, so thanks, IMDb, for nothing. You I have jerks. a question, though. Why would that... I didn't see Under the Red Hood. Why would that be included with under, under the Red Hood? Isn't Red Hood Jason Todd? Yes. Or is it Joker? Oh, uh, in this instance. Well, I never saw Batman Under the Red Hood oh, 2010. Well, there we go. So I'm not sure yeah, why. Perhaps there's some kind of Tony Zuko connection. That and makes sense. They're giving sense. us a little maybe, something maybe, there. Maybe. I have to uh, watch some of those animated Batman movies. I heard they're pretty. I haven't good. seen them. I've only seen. I saw Mask of the Phantasm because yeah, everyone has seen that. seen that. I think I saw Sub Zero. Oh, okay. I definitely want to see the new one, the Doom that came to Gotham or whatever. It's like based off of like. I don't know. Apparently, it's like Lovecraftian and Batman. All right, but that's not animated series universe, right? No, no, no. Right, okay. No, I think the only ones that are in the animated series universe are... Phantasm and Sub-Zero. Phantasm and Sub-Zero. There might be one more. There's one more. There might be one more. And technically, Batman Beyond counts in those movies. Oh, you're right. Like Return Return of the the Joker, Joker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, Yes. Uh, Robin's hairstyle, which actually you talked about in part one, it says here is based on the original comic book art, but Mm -hmm. also, I mean, obviously it looks a little like Astro Boy. He looks like Astro Boy. He still looks like Astro Boy. Yeah. Um, He's got those big, like, white Mega Man eyes. Yeah, still still true. Very much based off that character. I love Astro Boy. I, I love that that character. Trope. I know nothing about Astro Boy. So Astro Boy is just, other than that, like he's like early anime. He's early anime. He's kind of like the the response to Disney, right? And, and also he's like the prototype for like Mega Man. Mega Man. Yeah. He is the prototype for Mega Man. He's just a good boy robot. Super fighting robot. Mega Man. Mega Man. And uh, there's actually an episode of Star Wars Visions that's heavily based on Mega Man and Astro Boy. I think it's called Toby T Zero B One, and it's excellent. Star Wars Visions is like a collection of like 12 to 15 minute anime Star Wars episodes. Okay. And some of them are amazing. 
Uh, one of them, there's like an... Some a, of them are bullshit. Yeah, it's like anything else when you get a vignette series, like Love, <laughs> Death, and Robots or whatever. Right, okay. Um, the Star Wars one's really good. One of them is, it's called Toby, and it's essentially based on Astro Boy and Mega Man. And then there's one that's, uh, that there's like a rock band on Tatooine. Where one of the the musicians is a is a hut. It's really Ooh. it's really good, and the music's great. It's like perfect anime Love that. music. Yeah, well, that's not what this show's about. Well, let's get to <laughs> Batman. Yeah. Uh, the last thing was what we already talked about. Just that uh, Robin sliding his bicycle, or I should say, his motorcycle sideways to stop it at the dock is an homage to the famous maneuver of from Akira, famously from 1988. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that cool motorcycle. Yes. So actually, he does a couple of bike slides in this episode, but they're specifically referring to the last one he does right yes. out on the yes, pier. Yes, on the dock. Yeah. Uh, you know, good for health, bad for education. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I think we're going to dive right in. Let's do it. This may be, listener warning, unless we get into a wild tangent, this may be a little bit of a shorter episode. Yeah, because I think so. This episode feels short to it's me. Not long. Not. I don't when think you, a lot happens. Not a lot happens, and it's, I mean, it's a great episode, yeah, but yeah, it really yeah, is yeah. just continuing. It's this is one of those things where I could have seen this just like Cat in the Claw. Yes. I could have seen oh, this fuck being that fucking episode. I could have seen this being a forty-minute special. Right. Almost like you don't really need two episodes. No. You could have just been like add another ten minutes yeah, to a regular. Like episode. this could have been like a, a Friday night special right. or something or a Sunday night special that they ran like. A lot of times you get that in cartoons where you'll, where you'll have like a movie. You see right. this a lot more in anime, right? Like you'll have like a movie like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto will have a movie or a series of movies that come out. But then sometimes they do these like 45 or 40 minute episodes that are like a special. That's not technically a movie, but they do that too. And I think I think we're in a, a space now where I think something like that, this, something like this would have just been converted to being Robin's Reckoning. It yeah, would have been yeah. like 42 minutes long and it would have been perfect. Yeah, well, I'll say this, though, and this is a compliment. Even though less happens in part two, it doesn't feel stretched. No, not at all. It doesn't suffer from, like, um, you know, Cape and Cowl conspiracy yeah. syndrome, where it's just yeah. like, oh, we have 15 minutes of content that we have to stretch into a 22-minute episode. Yeah, they're you know? using they're using their time very wisely. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this episode sits in the flashback, where we like to be. So yeah. that's, you know, Flashback's that's good for excellent. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, hey, season one, episode 33, Robin's Reckoning, part two. We get our theme song. The title card is the same as in part one. It just now says Robin's Reckoning, part two. Yes. Um, I'm going to make the same complaint I always make, which is just, I think when you have these part twos, there's a really big missed opportunity to just change something slightly about the title card. I agree. But it's a total nonsense complaint. It really means nothing. It's just the same thought I'm always going to have, whether we're doing Heart of Ice, sorry, Heart of Steel or whatever. Oh, Any yeah. of the two-parters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming um, up, too. It's coming up. Um, yeah. Again, uh, episode is directed by Big Dixie Bass. Yeah, Dixie Bass. <laughs> and written by Randy Rogel. Rogel. All right, so very notably, and we said this already, the episode begins with a very, very lengthy previously on segment, but it's actually like a very artful oh, and compelling previously on, mm-hmm. and I wrote that it's actually like better than some episodes. Yeah, like that two minute long previously on is better than some episodes it's of the series. It's definitely better than Prophecy of Doom, Prophecy of Doom. Yes. Guys, I hate that episode. That's your bottom. That's my by bottom. Yeah. I, 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 I... Watching that episode for this show, I could <laughs> barely get through one one run through. Yeah, so where that's I, we try to watch these more than once. That's yes, one I can only do where, once. Where I yeah. I've watched through the Laughing Fish, I think three or four times in the last few days. That's next week. Yeah, yeah, mm. Mm. little little uh, tasty little, little uh, preview. 
All right, we get our first segment in this episode. I'm going to call it the Robin cycle. Yeah. Even though I think it's not called that. Isn't it like the bird cycle or something? I don't know. I always call it the Robin cycle. <sighs> okay, the Robin cycle. It does not actually even look like how the Robin cycle looks now. No. It basically just looks like another bat cycle. Yeah, it's but a bike. I'm going to call it the Robin cycle. The Robin cycle is speeding down the highway. It's tracking something on its computer. And then we transition to the Batmobile stalking through the city. And now we understand that the thing that Robin is tracking is Batman. Yeah, it's pretty smart. The Bat computer is a fucking badass, and it picks up on the fact <laughs> yeah, that it's yeah. being tracked. Not today. And Batman just shuts it down with one button. I told you to sit this one out, Robin. Uh, we transition back to a frustrated Robin who, he does a bike slide that isn't quite the Akira bike slide. Yeah. But I had a moment where I was like, oh, is that it? But it wasn't and, like... And then later on, you're like, oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, that wasn't that's it. That's the one. Um, and again, Robin is vowing to find Tony Zuko on his own, just like he did before. What? And then we go to a full flashback, and we're going to spend most of the episode in this flashback. Yes. Um, listen, this, 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 uh, this scene is, uh, is something else. Yes, it is. All right. So our first flashback scene in the flashback is he's, you know, nine or 10 years old again. He is training in full fencing gear. So Bruce and Dick are sparring. And Bruce is poignantly and relevant to this episode, trying to teach Robin about finesse yes. and about concentration and about like not losing his temper or wasting his energy. So we understand why that's there. Yes. However, <laughs> the fencing quickly devolves into how do I describe this, Mike? A uh, father father son wrestling match yeah. that I'm gonna say is, and I mean this with love, a little homoerotic. You got that a little bit too. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a little bit of something there. I am not saying it's really there. It's absolutely coming from us. The writers of the show did not intend it. No, of course not. But there's like, yeah, a little something sexual about it. I don't know. You know, uh, yeah. we're being dirty, but like, it's there's something there. There's, it, it, yes. By the way, you know what? I'm taking it away from us because like. We're not the first ones to say this, nope. and we will not be the last ones nope, to say it. Nope, so, nope. yeah. Do you know why it also ends up being a little bit like that? Because Alfred interrupts them, yeah. and almost seems like he's walking in on something. Yeah, when Alfred, it's actually Alfred's fault. Yeah, when it's Alfred, <laughs> Alfred being awkward. When right. Alfred walks in and walks in on it, he's kind of like, oh, oh, I, um, I'm so yeah, sorry, yeah. sir. I think if he entered more normally, <laughs> he's like, could you stop it? <laughs> right. Uh, Alfred interrupts the love fest, uh, letting Bruce know that Lieutenant Gordon wants to speak with him in private. And the way he, you know, kind of indicates this to Bruce, it's kind of like, oh, you know, the kid the kid can't hear whatever yeah, yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, in our next scene, Dick eavesdrops on the conversation. Lieutenant Gordon is telling Bruce oh, that... Oh, man, Lieutenant uh, Gordon. Yeah, Lieutenant. Uh, he's telling Bruce that he may not need to keep Dick much longer because uh, yeah. Zuko may skip town. And uh, apparently this Batman has really spooked Zuko and uh, just... The way crime solving is in this time, if Zuko leaves Gotham City, I guess he's gone for good. Yeah, I mean, so, how are you going to track the guy? I, right. I feel like maybe Zuko should just leave. Yeah, maybe he should have left. He's an idiot. He is an idiot. I will say that. Yeah, he in is. In both of these episodes, not a bright guy. Tony Zuko is real dumb. Yeah, real stupid. And also, the, the Wilson voice is just Biff Tannen. Oh, yeah. All right, come yeah, on. Come on, hey, butthead. <laughs> um, Dick sneaks out of Wayne Manor acrobatically swinging himself down from a tree outside the house. And then we transition now. This is a long sequence. Yeah. We transition to the streets of Gotham, and then we end up kind of doing a montage. We get a bus that drops Dick off in, like, the slummy part of the town. In fact, it's, like, an area so sketchy, the bus driver has to, like, check, like, you sure you want to be left off here? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Dick shows off the picture of Zuko to the driver. The man's never seen him. We get this montage now. So Dick is showing the picture around to a shopkeeper and then a local news vendor. And then he's getting closer because he ends up at Fat Polly's pool hall. Thank which God. Is clearly an outfit joint. It's back. It's, it's back. back. The last time we saw this was Feet of Clay Part 1. This oh my is, God, this I is forgot where, that. This is, yeah, we, we love Fat Paulie's pool hall. The second we, the second they, they, we, we mentioned that on the podcast, like all three of us were like, thank God. Yes. Was that Fleet of Clay 1? Yeah, yeah Fleet of Clay wow. 1, because that's where he gets um, the guy with the, uh, the headphones. That's where he pick, Batman picks him up. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. He chases right. him down from okay. Fat Paulie's. Right. I never remember that. Oh, Bells or Bell, something like that? Bell. Or? Bell. 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 Okay. His name was Bell. Bell and Germs. Germs and Bell. Germs and Bell. That's right. Yeah. Very good memory. Also very good accountants. They were all-timers for thugs on our show. Oh, yeah. All-timer henchmen. Listen, Joker doesn't even... like them and the Driller. The Driller's really good. Yeah, the Driller's really good. The Joker doesn't even know... That's Ron Perlman. Yeah, I know. The Joker doesn't even know his hench people's name outside of Harley, so... (laughs) We'll get to that next week, which I love. So it's like, "Ah, I forget Um... Okay, yeah, so we get a very mature scene that feels like it's not on a kid's show now. Exactly. Dick... Yeah, he almost runs into this like really rough guy, uh, but then oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. He almost gets into like this run-in with like a kind of a rough gangster type, and then just the sound of the bat plane droning overhead yeah. shuts the entire slum down. It's amazing. It's like every gangster runs for cover. Anybody who even kind of like looks sketchy hides, and all the lights and all the windows shut because yeah. it's fucking Batman. Yo, I love that. Batman or Batman's scary. I love how scary he is. And I love that they are, as promised, a cowardly and superstitious lot. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I remember I remember this. And this this reminded me of just hearing the Bat plane terrifying people. Well, yeah. this is also when Batman's still like a new variable. Like these guys have no idea what Batman's Right. He's Batman a young Batman. He's so. still young. There's to- stories of him being brutal. Right. He's been Batman for a few years. A few years. And now this is... Um, this reminds me of a couple other times, uh, at least one other time in the in the series where in Fear of Victory, um, that guy, Batman shows up or he's afraid Batman's going to show up and he goes, all I did was double park. So like the fear is that <laughs> if you break the law at all, Batman will ki- will not kill you, but Batman will just destroy you. Right. He's a big problem. He's a, he's a huge problem. Just the sound of his plane and they know to run. Uh, this is what I meant to say now. So, um, the sequence with the bat plane actually ends with this like very adult scene. Yeah. Um, we see a sex worker, uh, named Chi Chi and her pimp. Yeah. Uh, Lenny, yeah. who's like, he's doing the classic pimp thing, which where's is my like, money? where's my money? You're holding out money yeah. on me. And I'm like, this is a show for children, sir. Now, do you think they purposely <laughs> designed her to look like Betty Page or that's just... I didn't even pick up on that, oh, to be honest with yeah, you. Oh, yeah. I think she looks very much like Betty I'm Page. Sure, I'm sure you're right. I'm yeah, sure yeah, that's yeah, intentional. Yeah, yeah. She has a very specific look, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a very pretty cartoon woman. <laughs> uh, she is. And uh, yeah, Dick uh, distracts the pimp, lures him to a fire escape. Um, he ends up like getting some height on him. He kicks him into a dumpster, which closes and locks. Then yep. we hear the pimp from inside there's the dumpster. Hey, there's roaches in yeah, here. roaches. So the sequence ends in a funny way, but I'm also like, oh, wow, Dick is beating up a pimp on a kid's show. Yeah, it's pretty and good. And he saved a prostitute. Hooray. Yeah, yeah look at this. Oh, excuse me, sex worker. Yes, exactly. Um, we get a... Um, <laughs> you don't have to edit that out. We'll be okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't think the sex workers union is coming for <laughs> that fantastic house. I think they are. Um, we get an establishing shot now of the Time Out Cafe, which is essentially like a, just an all-night diner. 
And inside, Chi-Chi and Dick are sharing a booth I while like he scarfs something Chi-Chi. down. Chi-Chi's a great name. Chi-Chi's a great name. we all think of Dragon Ball Z, Yeah, I'm sure. Goku's wife. Right. Um, this scene actually reminds me exactly of the scene from Dick Tracy. Yeah. Where the kid's just eating everything in sight. Yeah. And Dick has, like, the same hat as the kid. Yep. Um, anyway, the story, I guess, that Dick has been telling people is that he's looking for his uncle. And a waitress who, whose name, I think, is Birdie. Yes. Birdie recognizes the picture that Dick has kind of just kind of like casually left on the table. And she reveals that this guy is staying in an abandoned building across the way. And she remembers him because he doesn't tip. Yeah. And you see, kids, That's why you tip. this is why you always tip. Because if she, if this guy, if tipped, this guy tipped well, she wouldn't have said she'd nothing. be like, I don't know who that is. She, she would though, but she wouldn't give him up because she needs that tip money. Right. But no, but she, she would take care of him because yeah. he took care of her. Yeah, exactly. And you don't fucking tip you the waitress. Tip. Listen, you're done. I mean, you got to fill my coffee up four or five times. Listen, for me to if you don't tip. tip a waitress, you're a real piece of shit. Yes. You it, really are. Mr. Pink is terrible. He, he is terrible. And that's why he gets shot in the back. He does. Listen. We think. Definitely. You hear him get shot. We don't know he gets shot in the back. Running away. I don't know. Okay. Well, he, he gets definitely shot. gets shot. He gets you shot. hear him get shot and scream. He doesn't survive. No, we don't think he's... We're pretty sure he dies. He, he does not Even survive. though people try to say that his, Steve Buscemi's role in Pulp Fiction is the same guy. It's not. I don't think so. He's just still Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Silly. <laughs> All right. Then the next scene, the paper boat from It floats down the river. <laughs> There's no way people didn't think of that. Uh, as we get an exterior shot of an abandoned here. building, which is like across the road, but it's also like on the other side of like an industrial river. Yeah. It's like a waterway running through Gotham that is like basically through the industrial area. Gotham seems to have every... It's a very bizarre architecture. Yeah. <laughs> right? every, it has every, every geographical every, piece every, Yeah, it's it like that. Have. It's like that classic picture from your <laughs> earth science book where it would give you like every geographical right. type. It's got tundra. Right. As we know from the rivers. forgotten, it's got red desert. Yeah, <laughs> it's somewhere. got mountains. Yeah, it's, it's got, got you know, whatever's got around Wayne Manor. Yeah. Um, Caves. <laughs> all right. So um, we get... A shot of that abandoned building where the waitress pointed Dick to, and Dick approaches, and he's peering through the boards, and he sees Zuko, and he's packing in a hurry. And then he rushes to a nearby phone booth to, I don't know, I guess call the police or hide? I wasn't clear. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. But he accidentally steps on an aluminum can. Fool. Which is real stupid, kid. Real dumb work. The noise alerts Zuko, who's basically the Flash. Yep. Because <laughs> in, like, the next shot, he's, like, behind him. And he recognizes him instantly. All right, a circus boy, my little material witness. <laughs> um, Batman does show up in the nick of time, but of course, because Dick is a stupid kid, yes, he gets in his way. He's like raining blows down on Zuko. He's shouting things like, you creep, I hate you, I hate you. I hate you so much. And Zuko just fucking flings Dick aside. And Batman apprehends uh, Tony Zuko, but Dick... I don't even know how to explain this. He accidentally falls into the river Shame. just by like standing up and leaning on the rail. It could have all been done here. Right. We would have had a no two-parter. Yeah. Right. No Robin, actually. That's one this would dead, have been great for everyone. It's one dead bird. Um, we got the first commercial break here. When we come back, Batman jumps in after Dick, uh, you know, tossing Tony Zuko aside. This is the action that causes Zuko to get away. Yeah. Uh, Zuko's got a fun parting line. He says, so much for the bat and the brat. That's pretty good. Which I feel like has been said a lot. Not yeah, in this series, things but like that. probably in the comics. Things like that, yeah. Batman makes a daring rescue before this industrial river drops off into an industrial waterfall, I guess. Why not? Um, he grapples to a street lamp. Batman gets them both to safety, but of course... 
Uh, Dick is incredibly distraught that Batman let Tony Zuko go. He beats at his chest. And then Batman summons the Batplane again. The cockpit pops open. And Dick is like momentarily sort of like mesmerized. Like, yeah, wow, you got a fucking plane. It's a plane. Where are we going? Home. Oh, boy. That's a, a cool scene. It the is. next scene. It We're is. in the Batcave. Little kid is really excited. He's like, is this where you live? He's like, this is where I work. <laughs> and he tells him this is the, he's the second person to ever visit the Batcave because Alfred is there. And then he fucking reveals his secret identity. Yeah. And Alfred drops in to deliver the line, I take it Master Dick's stay will now be indefinite. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dick is processing this, but it's a really good expression because at first he's like, you see on his little kid yeah, face, he's like, he's like, I don't know how to feel about this. But then he like smiles. And then because he's like realizing like, my new dad is Batman. Yeah, I got a bat daddy. Bat dad. That makes S- it worse. Sadly, this didn't happen <laughs> for, uh, sadly, this didn't happen for Sherman. And the junior detective. Right, hey, yeah, come on. Yeah, he wanted Batman. From to be I've got his Batman dad. in my basement. Yeah, he he, wanted, Batman could have been banging his mom. He wanted Batman to, could have been his bat daddy yeah, and her bat daddy. I know. <laughs> been the bat daddy for all. <laughs> all right. You know what I wish happens at the happened at this point? We spend so much time in the flashback, <laughs> and this episode is already kind of short to begin with. Mm-hmm. I would have loved just a montage of like batman with like young robin doing batman and robin stuff oh that would have been that would have been cool just like a little bit like almost 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 like a like you know like a sepia tone like like captain america yeah because we only got very little of it yeah yeah, we got very little of batman and and robin as as a kid and i think that would be cool to have seen that yeah i agree um yeah no unfortunately the opposite happens we actually jump to the future Yep. We get Robin again on the Robin cycle because that was this was all in his head in that moment. Yeah. He sighs. Or no, sorry, he doesn't sigh. I sigh. Yes. <laughs> because I have yes. to watch Robin on the Robin cycle. Yeah. He speeds off in search of Tony Zuko. Um we get a newsstand transition with an announcement on the radio that Batman has apprehended a guy named Ferris Dolan, a noted gangland extortionist, but that Dolan's accomplices have gotten away. Um, and then we're kind of in a building nearby the newsstand. Robin blowtorches his way into that same Dolan's apartment, looking for clues as to Zuko's whereabouts. So to be clear, Batman's a step ahead of him. Yes. He's going to places where Batman has already yes. been. Yes. Um, so Robin is smart. He gets the idea to use this uh, redial button on Dolan's phone. Yeah, pretty good tool. Good tool. Not sure how accurate we are to yeah, time period, but whatever. Whatever. And then Robin puts a trace on that call. And amazingly, this random plan actually works because he dials up Zuko's safe house and Zuko actually answers the phone. What an idiot. I want to say Zuko looks terrible. He don't look good. He looks like he's been living on Tatooine for 10 years. Yes, which is clearly equivalent to like 100. (laughs) Right. So he looks like he's been just drinking heroin. (laughs) So to be able to go from, you know, Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness yeah. in tw- in less than 20 years. That's the sand, man. It's it gets sand. everywhere. Yeah, I know. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, Zuko looks bad. Um, I don't know if he looked great to begin with, but now he just looks sickly. Yes. He hangs up when there's no answer on the other end, and Robin now has successfully gotten the address. And we kind of use that phone call to transition, which is actually a pretty cool transition. Yeah, I like that a lot. Because now we're on the other side of the phone call, and we stay there. Dolan's associates, these other guys basically in the safe house, these other gangsters, they're telling Zuko there's nothing to worry about. But Zuko has what we know in the in the business, Mike, as bat fever. Oh, yeah. That's when Batman's been on your tail for a while, and now you just see him everywhere. It's like, God, the bat's coming to get me. Coming to get me, man. Yeah. Pull me down. Yeah, that he's got bat fever, yeah, yeah. which is something that hey, usually just happens to goons. There ain't no bat. <laughs> 
Hey, American Express. Never leave home without it. Give me that. <laughs> There's nothing better than that scene. No, that scene's so good. I kind of want to stop recording and just watch it. Yeah, it's like three hours long, but yeah. It doesn't matter. It, that movie's No, long. that movie's two hours long, and then there's a full hour fighting up the clock tower. Yeah. <laughs> is what happens. It's like two and change, right? It's, it's like two and it's, a half. Yeah, it's, it's lengthy. Yeah. It's a, it's, that's a hefty That's a long movie when movies weren't that long. That's what I was going to say. I was going to yeah. say, that's not a long movie by today's like Marvel Universe standards, but for back then, a superhero movie being more than two hours long was a big deal. Listen, if I look at a movie and see 92 to 95 minutes, you I watch get that movie. very excited. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite genre is short movies. Yeah, sh- the best. Right. The, the best. best. But yet still, I won't watch Oscar-nominated short films. No, absolutely like, No, not. that's too short. No, no, that's not. That's that's <laughs> way too short. I need I need it to be at least 90. It insists on itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Zuko's got bat fever. He literally says, it's the Dark Angel of Death is on my tail, or whatever the fuck he says. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> there's a strange noise over the safe house. I think they think it's rats. Yeah. They do. They but say, the, oh, it's just rats. This this sequence is wild. The very paranoid Tony Zuko is convinced it's Batman. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's right. That's what's crazy about it. He's like, I think it's Batman. And he's Everybody's right. like, this fucking guy's crazy. Yeah. So he grabs a Tommy gun and he shoots the ceiling up. And now in any other episode of this series, he would have been wrong. Yeah. He would have shot the ceiling yeah. and then like Batman would have like tapped him on the shoulder. But because we need Robin to be useful. Well, that's the thing. So Batman... Not only does he get Batman, like, fucks him up by, like, you know, shooting through the ceiling and, and lands, Batman gets injured. Yeah, he hurts his knee. He hurts his leg or whatever. Yeah, his he twists knee. his knee. Yeah, 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 yeah. As he falls. So it's actually kind of a significant moment. Um, and then we get the, the other commercial break here, I guess. Now, uh, when we're back, <laughs> Zuko laments that it's been nine years of looking over his shoulder, but now he's going to put the Batman in a bat box. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds real good. Uh, but lo and behold, other classic trope, right? The gun's out of bullets. Guns, no bullets. <laughs> and then Batman drops a smoke bomb, and because he's hurt, he makes like a hilariously slow exit. Like he <sighs> smoke bombs and then just walks out yeah, of the room. Walks slowly, like grunting to himself. <laughs> Uh, and then Zuko sends his men after them. And then, Mike, you know, I'm going to lose my fucking shit oh, because in I the know. next scene, where are we? We're on Amusement Mile, We're in a baby. fucking amusement park. Yeah. This shit should have been bulldozed. No, it should have. Oh, but my God. Every every villain in this show uses amusement parks. Correct. Or any place of amusement as a hideout. I just, I don't get it. Like, when you know Joker's behind bars, bulldoze Amusement Mile. Um, yeah. And, uh, like, Train Town. And Train Town and every other fucking place like that. Yeah. I want to be clear. Storybook Land. Uh, Storybook Land. Uh, Wonderland, yeah. I am not sure if... I'm being serious. I'm not sure if this amusement park is Amusement Mile. I don't think... Yeah, This could know. just be like old fairgrounds because we do later see the Flying Grayson's poster. Yes. And I'm not sure that that's a feature of Amusement Mile. I'm not sure if the old circus... Yeah. Set up an amusement mile. I'm not I don't know. sure if those are two of the same locations. It's a, it's a, it would help the show if a, it was the same location. It's a boardwalk right. theme park, though, right? Like right. a Coney Island. I'm thinking, like, logistically, it would be weird for the city to have more than one boardwalk, boardwalk-based amusement park. I, I feel like it I agree. must be amusement mile. Yeah. But it's never explicitly stated, and they never overlap Robin's story with the Joker story never. at any point. So never. maybe that's a reach. Yeah. But I kind of refuse to believe those are two different locations, so I'm going to say they're at Amusement Mile. Yes. Because I want to. Um, so there. 
Um, and then, yeah, uh, it's a really good sequence. This would be tedious in another episode, but actually the whole sequence is handled pretty well. It's good. It's good. We get Zuko's men that kind of fan out through the amusement park as Batman starts to take them down one by one, and the first guy gets it by the sitting duck shooting gallery. Very good. Now we get these two back and back, uh, like backward and forward sequences, like uh, switching back and forth. We get a cutaway scene of Robin cycling over a raised bridge. Yeah. Like as it's coming up, that's pretty dumb. And then we go back to Batman stalking the gangsters through like the skeleton of a merry-go-round. Pretty cool. And then we got another lame Robin sequence here where he is, we're doing a cutaway of him. He's bike sliding under a truck. We're just getting the sense that like, yeah, Robin's on his he's way. He's getting there. Because he's just behind Batman the entire episode. <laughs> uh, finally, we're in like kind of, it's not the last sequence, but it's basically the last sequence of the episode. Um, Zuko and his men are continuing to stalk through rides and games. The fighting and the whole hunter versus hunted sequence here is actually good. Yes. It's felt tedious when they've done this in the other episodes, but it's, it's just well done here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Batman, while he's fighting with the thug, just kind of accidentally activates the merry-go-round, which feels very jokery to me. Um, but now we get, yeah, the lights and music underscoring the fight. This, of course, attracts Zuko's attention, who's nearby. And I, I love this moment because Batman does subdue the two thugs and, like, ties them to the merry-go-round or whatever. And Zuko's just outside the merry-go-round. He's about to just fucking open fire yeah, 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 on the merry-go-round yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he might hit Batman. Of course. He'll definitely hit oh, yeah. his associates, oh, yeah. but he might hit Batman. And, and that's good enough because Tony Zuko just is a piece of shit that doesn't value life at any level. Yeah, and he definitely wants to hit Batman. Right. Um, however, Robin, this is a cool shot. He breaks through the Flying Grayson's poster mm-hmm. on his bike. Which is cool. So he comes right through the poster. It's like he's getting rid of his past, man. It's like he's letting it, go. It is like that. Um, he does a Batman. He does what Batman does to Yosek in Cape and Cal Conspiracy. He grabs, <laughs> he grabs Zuko by the, like the lapel of the jacket, yeah. and he's like flying him. Yo, yo, he drags him. He drags him like alongside the bike, and he's like taking him down the boardwalk. Um, so many splinters. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then this, he does the real Akira bike slide. Yes, this is it. Yeah, so he drops off Zuko, he, like, flings the guy, and then he, like, rides to the end of the pier, and he, like, Akira bike slides at the end of the pier. And that's the one that that's is meant to be... the legitimate... The actual Akira actual, bike slide. Actual Akira bike slide. Yeah, he confronts Zuko, he knocks the Tommy gun from his hand, and Robin just kind of beats the shit out of him. Yep. Like, Zuko yeah. doesn't really even get to fight back. Yeah, Robin, Robin just, like, kind of throws him around like a fucking mouse. And then he's about to drop him off, I'd say, like, a 30 or 40 foot drop. Yeah. Which would kill him. Yeah, into the water, right? Uh, no, no, it's no, actually worse yeah. than that. He's yeah. about to drop him onto like a lower pier. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he'll hit something solid and, and, and probably die. die. Batman intervenes. Robin confronts him. How could you know how I feel? You and your stone cold heart. Um, yeah, Robin instantly apologizes. He's like, he didn't mean that really. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of enough to diffuse the moment. Like having said that hurtful thing to Bruce is enough for him to be like, no, nah, that wasn't cool. Yeah. Um, we get the police sirens wail and these little toy cop cars are on their way. Like, I just thought it was like silly the way they were coming. Um, Robin does throw Zuko back onto the boardwalk and he walks away as the cops arrive and Batman kind of looks on. I read the, I read the facial expression as like approval. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. mm, He did did the right thing. He did the right thing. Um, and then final sequence, uh, Gordon and his men pack Zuko. We see the toaster wagon again. It's back, baby. It's back, baby. Toaster Wagon is back. Uh, Robin and Batman standing on the edge of the raised boardwalk. Robin tells Batman he was right, that he would take the whole Zuko thing too personally, so he understands why Batman was trying to keep him away. And then we actually get like a little twist here. Yeah. 
The injured Batman tells him that it wasn't that. It wasn't that he was afraid that Robin wouldn't be able to control his emotions. Yeah. He says that he felt he felt that Tony Zuko had already taken so much away from Dick that he didn't want him to kill Dick too. Yeah. Right? He's kind of expressing like he didn't want to have to go through losing a child. Yes. Right? Yes. Particularly to the man that had already killed that child's parents. Yeah. And like Batman didn't want to lose a child and his parents in his lifetime. Exactly. exactly. And well, then, you know, in, yeah. 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 And then we kind of get this moment of both like understanding and forgiveness from Robin. Uh, Robin like puts his hand around the injured Batman, says, like, come on, partner. And then uh, kind of walks him away as we get this beautiful shot of the sun rising at the end of the pier, like signaling like the end of the long night. And I, I kind of took the ending here to be like, Oh, it's it's absolutely like father son. Yeah. Particularly like when a father hits old age because yeah. like Batman is sort of limping. Yeah. And like Robin is kind of like carrying him off, and you're like, oh, okay, I see how this relationship really is. Yeah. It's like the most father son we really get to see them in the present. Yes. Because in the flashbacks, that was much more apparent. Well, clearly that relationship is built over the years. Right. I will say this much though: Batman's kind of lucky that Robin showed up. Uh, I think he might have gotten killed. He might have been without Robin. Yeah. He might have been really, really hurt if. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at, at at best he could have been very very hurt, but also yeah he could have been killed if Robin didn't show up. So right, yeah, yeah. I will say that uh, in this episode, these two episodes, um, but particularly in part two, this is the oldest Batman has ever felt to me. Yes, in the show, yeah. except in literally in Batman Beyond. Yeah, when he has like the heart attack in the first episode, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, he can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the episode where I was like. Oh, yeah, he, he basically has a grown son. Mm-hmm. He's injured. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this dude is old. Old. He's old. He's starting Not to... in every episode. No. But in this episode, I was like, okay, sure. I see a future where he can't do this anymore. Showing his age, yeah. Right. Uh, Mike, your closing thoughts on, I guess, this part of Robin's Reckoning, but also just Robin's Reckoning as a... a whole episode. You know, I think Robin's Reckoning as a, as a series is really good. I think it might be the best two-parter... I really do love Feet of Clay. I really do love Two-Face. But this one is just, it's great. It's such a good, it has such a good arc to it. The storyline, the storytelling is very in line with itself. Like it's very consistent uh, using the flashbacks as tools and all that. The introduction of Robin, you know, presenting Robin to us in a more sympathetic light. Right. I think the flashback stuff is the most, the most compelling of these two episodes, I really do wish we spent some more time with the wrong, younger Robin. Me too. But I think this episode is really good. I think these episodes are, are really, really good. I do think that together they're probably in the top 20 or 25 episodes in the series. Yeah. They're I high think, for me too. I think they're really actually in good. my top 10. Like, yeah. I was almost surprised when I rewatched these how much I enjoyed them. I think what it was is what happens with us a lot, where if the episode doesn't have a big costume villain in yeah. it, we're kind of like, ah, oh, it's one of these. Yeah. But actually now that we're older, we're like, oh, this episode is amazing. And sometimes those are the most interesting episodes, right. you know, because this is a story about vengeance. It's Essentially, it's a parallel to Batman, right? Robin's a parallel right. to Batman in this. In this. And, you know, we kind of get the vibe of like, what would Batman have done, had done? You know, how would, have, how would Batman would react? Now, this is how we get to see we get to see Robin almost take his revenge and we never get to really see Batman meet up with the guy who killed his parents so would right. a younger Batman have reacted similarly and then it's great that that's really interesting yeah, yeah it's great that well and yeah I think so and I think it's one of those things where I think it's like Batman didn't have a mentor to tell him not to do it right 
but Robin did. Right. So, oh, you're you're totally right. There's a total vicariousness and yeah. also a surrogacy here yeah. because it, well, this whole episode, it's like we learn so much about Robin. Yeah. But actually, we learn a lot about Batman. Batman. We learn just as much about Bruce and Batman yeah. as we learned about Dick and Robin. And I think you're right, Mike. I didn't really consider that. I think this is for Batman as much about like, wow, I never got to confront the guy that killed my parents like yeah. this. Yeah. How would I do it? What would I want that to be like? Yeah. And can I take the pain away from someone else who would who would want to do that a certain yeah. way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really good. That's a really good observation. I actually hadn't considered that at all. Yeah, it's, you know, you get that kind of parallel between the two characters and, you know, right. I don't really... In an episode two-parter that is all parallels. All, I just didn't really think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's a yeah. giant parallel. Yeah. And, you know, it's there's a reason why Batman and Robin's story is so similar. And there's a reason why Robin is ultimately a lot like Batman, even though he... Claims that he right. is not. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's yeah. really good, Mike. Um, I think, uh, you know, my closing thoughts here, it's very high for me. I think the episodes together are in the top 10. Yeah. I ultimately like them a little better than Two-Face and Feet of Clay, not because I think there's a huge spread here. Like, they're not much better, no. but like, I think I like Two-Face and Clayface mostly because they're cool villains. Yeah. But I think these are better episodes. I think these tell a better story. Yes. I think I think with And with, I love the flashback sequences. It's amazing. Un- unbelievable. I think Two Face now we're really splitting hairs here. I think Two Face gets a little unwieldy. I think the second part of Two Face gets to a point where it's disjointed and it right. doesn't necessarily because That's it's actually also how I feel about Feet of Clay Part Two. Yeah. Which has one good sequence has, and the rest is kind of eh. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's one of those things where like Two Face Part Two, it's like because there's the time skip, because Two Face is like no longer Harvey Dent, because now it's more colorful and he's more of a supervillain and he has like a themed club, it doesn't really it doesn't cheapen the episode. But it does make it feel like both of those episodes aren't of the same whole. Right. In my opinion. Two-Face is also having a lot of animation issues that exactly. really stand exactly. out. Exactly. Feet of Clay obviously has that great sequence at the end and the best death scene we could have ever asked for. Yes. The ending of Feet of Clay Part is, 2 by itself is amazing. It's incredible. And the animation on that's amazing. And Batman fighting a monster is great. But ultimately, like you said, that kind of is a little bit more disjointed. This is a complete story that is consistent and it's it's got much more it's got much more emotion. It's a much more emotionally connected and it's a much more emotional journey than what we've seen on this show so far. Yeah. And I think it's a really great combo of episodes and and I really enjoyed it. Like I was I was actually very surprised. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I agree. I love Robin's Reckoning. It's also Robin's Reckoning. Yeah. Let's say this more than Clayface, more than Two Face. This is a very emotional episode, of course. Uh, and also for someone who hates Robin, I hate Robin. You do. I love these episodes. They're great because again, it's the young Robin who really like tugs at my heartstrings. Yep. I really feel for him. Yep. I like the character. Yep. I like the younger Bruce when he's with him. Um, they're just good. good. They're just good episodes. Good episodes. Um, yeah, I think. I think that's all I really wanted to, to yeah, touch man. on with that. I think great. that's it. This, th- these two episodes are they're all timers. All timers. And speaking of all timers, we're doing another all timer next week. Yeah, we are. Uh, so next week, Mike will be taking us through the Laughing Fish, the laughing fish. which is a that's a Paul this... Dini Bruce Tim episode. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. So high caliber bullet coming down the barrel at you for next week. 
Thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast from Mike Staub. I'm Jordan Hugh. Thank you, and see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman Tasticast. We hope you had as much fun listening to this as we did recording it. If you want to support the show, please feel free to find us out there on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Batman Tasticast, or you can leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choosing. A five-star review would be very, very, very well appreciated. And you know what it does? It helps the show be that more visible to people out there online. Also, reach out to us. Give us ideas, tidbits, all sorts of information, trivia, whatever you want to share with us, feel free to reach out because Jordan and I really love that stuff. Well, here's the next time, folks. See you then.